Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There's three priorities. You know them well. God, people, and the use of our time. Your most valuable resource is our time. Mine is the same. We don't have time to do our own will because when I head off and do my will, I'm going to have wasted energy. I'm going to have to repent. I'm going to have to get back on track. And by the way, many of those are going to be dead ends. It's going to be hurtful as I head down there. So I want to use my time to grow to become like Jesus. People grow up selfish. You've never seen a baby who is willing to always share its toys, especially its favorite toy. And that selfish trait only gets stronger as the person gets older. People will go to extreme lengths to be able to do what they want to do. When they become a part of God's family, they have a conflict. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the surrender that a person has to undergo. He'll be talking about the battle of the will in a person and how they have to go against their old nature. You'll hear a lot of things that will help you move from being just a convert to being a mature follower of Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 16 as he continues his message, Five C's. Abraham, when it got bad, when he got to the promised land and a famine came, Abraham didn't consult God. He headed right down to Egypt. How could the same person who was such an amazing step of faith denied himself, left all his riches behind, everything behind, and walked off with nothing to follow God. And then later, when there's a little trouble, he goes, okay, okay, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to go down to Egypt. So I have to learn to deny myself. And number two, I have to understand that I have to agree with God's will. I have to take up my cross and simply follow God's will. Now, number three is this. We have to commit to follow Jesus daily. This is a difficult one in our world today. And not just here in America, but in our world. When you became a follower of Jesus Christ, we changed kingdoms. We have a new king. The king rules. And our God wants us to walk the same road with him. If you read that verse in the original language, it sounds just like this. Keep on denying yourself. Keep on taking up your cross and keep on following me. That's exactly what Abraham didn't do. He started out well, but then along the way, he made some decisions and didn't follow God. Just went off to the right and did his own thing. That's so easy for all of us. We've all been there. So here's what I want you to write. It sounds radical 
It is, but it's achievable. If you and I are going to follow Jesus, it is going to require radical obedience. Why do I say it's radical? Because sometimes it's not what I want. It's simply what God wants. And it's going to be 24-7. When God challenges us with sin, we don't want a lifestyle of sin. We want a lifestyle of following Jesus. Now, notice there in verse 24, I want you to circle a little word for me. Look back at it. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if. See, if, it's an option. Even though this is a command in the language, it's still an option. Christ commands, but I still have a choice. Christ commanded to the rich young ruler, give all your stuff away and come and follow me. He had a choice. The Bible says he turned and he walked away. He wouldn't deny himself. And he walked away sad. So understand, it involves a free will. I desire and welcome, Jesus says, everyone to come and follow me. Now in life, there's three priorities. You know them well. God, people, and the use of our time. Your most valuable resource is our time. Mine is the same. We don't have time to do our own will. Because when I head off and do my will... I'm going to have wasted energy. I'm going to have to repent. I'm going to have to get back on track. And by the way, many of those are going to be dead ends. It's going to be hurtful as I head down there. So I want to use my time to grow, to become like Jesus. Next, let me read to you. We'll get to this one as we begin 1 John 2, 6. Whoever claims to live in him must walk, live, lifestyle, as Jesus did. So what does that look like in our life? Here's what you want to write. A follower of Jesus is committed to think, that's the mind of God, to be, that's the character of Christ, and to act or minister like Jesus. That's the way that Jesus ministered to humanity while he was here. Now, all of those come out of a life that's growing to be more like Christ. Our standard is not a set of rules and regulations. Our standard, our role model is Jesus. Now, you and I will never achieve that, but that's where we head to. And it's good that we can commit ourselves to be a growing follower of Jesus Christ. Here's our second core commitment. Celebrate. And live the fulfilling lifestyle. Now, what comes to your mind when you see this word celebrate? Some of you think of a birthday. As you get older, man, the celebration kind of goes down just a little bit. How many of you are at 40 and holding? And you have been for 23 years. I can see your hands right out there. Okay. An anniversary. That's great. A party. But here's the issue. In the world... If the world would be looking at us as a church, no matter where you are in the world, celebrate and church doesn't go together to the world. Celebration and church doesn't go together, but it's supposed to go together. John 10 said, I came to give you life and that abundantly, like dripping out of every pore. And so when we begin to think about that, 
celebration is to be joyful. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In your presence, there's joy, everlasting joy. Now, let's look at verse 25. Matthew 16, 25. Jesus continues. He's not done. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. I love the New Living Translation here. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find true life. Now, there's another oxymoron. Losers are keepers. Now, that doesn't make any sense to the world. And as you know, that's the hard part. You can try to keep your life for yourself by doing our own thing, discover that we actually never really experience real life. If we hoard it, if we cling to it, if we grasp it, if we try to take care of ourselves and trust ourselves and ask, well, what's in it for me? You and I will never, ever discover real life. One of the joys I like to do, and many of you do, Pastor Dave and Pastor Dean, a lot of you guys have headed on mission trips. What is the joy when we head on mission trips around the world? Is we typically are involved with people that have way less than we have. And yet, how can I say it? Their joy meter is higher than ours. Could I hear an amen? And we go like, well, wait a minute. That can't be. It's so simple. There's not enough of this. Yeah, I just got back from Gospel for Asia, I told you. And here, as you're over there, uh, these kids are fasting at least three times a week. Why? So that when they head off to the little villages where the people don't have a lot of food, fasting is not a big deal. They've gotten used to it. They get meat once or twice a week. They get an egg once a week. The rest of the time, it's mostly rice, a little doll. You say, well, what kind of a life is that? I was just there. They're having a great time. They love the Lord. You see, if you and I try to hold to the life and kind of design it the way we are, we'll never experience because it's not about stuff. Or, as Jesus said, we can find true life by giving up our will to God, live it every day, and just step out in it. So I can try to do my own thing and hoard it, or I can just say to God, I'm yours. Where are we going? By the way, God recommends number two. That's the lifestyle he recommends. So Jesus said, if we'll follow him by doing his way, we will find true life. We will have purpose and meaning and fulfillment and joy and contentment and peace and excitement. These are the benefits of following Jesus Christ. Do you know that a lot of people that we live around, their life looks fulfilling. But when they get to the end, most people are going to die with lots of regrets. It's a challenge to me as well. Think about your life. You don't want to get to the end of your life and say this, I wish I'd have only done you fill in the blank. I want to get to life saying, I gave it everything I did. I just tried to follow God. I'm not there yet. 
I'm still striving for it. But guys, you don't want to get to the end of your life and go, man, I wish I'd have taken that risk. That's something that most people will do without God. But I discover if you're not committed to following Jesus Christ, you will die with those regrets. Because life is not found in saving your life. Life is discovered by simply following Jesus Christ. And so many of you done fantastic. You're stepping out of your what? Your comfort zone. You're in all these small groups now. You're doing sticky notes. You're changing. I'm proud of you. See, that required a change in you. And you're doing it. But it's not just in a group. It's your life. So Jesus says, come on now. If you want to have real joy and peace, contentment, purpose, meaning, then go for it. Give your life over and just step out of it. Now, here's something is why we don't, but we don't understand it totally. Notice this next statement. It will cost you to follow Jesus, but it will cost you a lot more not to follow Jesus. I've discovered the cost is always worth it. Don't forget, we're pilgrims. This is not our home. It's a temporary deal. And yeah, it might cost me a little bit now, but it's well worth it. I want to give you five reasons why we should celebrate every day. Here's number one. Celebrate. Life is no longer about you. It's about Christ living in you. Look what Paul says to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Or... Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a higher price. So you must honor God with your body. Would you just turn to your neighbor And put your finger right at him and say, life isn't about you. Just go ahead and do it right like that. (laughs) Did you enjoy that? Life isn't about you. Ha. (laughs) Who's it about? It's about God. Now, isn't it interesting? Notice that verse that Paul gives us. Notice what he says. Don't you know? Don't you know that God, the Holy Spirit, lives in you? Now, why would he say, don't you know? Two reasons. One, some didn't. Two, some did, but needed to be reminded of it. Let me tell you, I can celebrate because I have God living inside me. Same for you. I mean, how about celebrate for that? Let's give the Lord a hand. Yeah. Fantastic. What good is that? 24-7, he's on call. I need him. He's there. A very present help in time of trouble. He's there to encourage us, to bring joy. Life is about God living in us. No one else in any kind of religion can make that statement. We have God living in us. He's directing and leading our lives. Number two, turn to Ephesians chapter 4 in your Bibles, if you will. I want to spend a moment at this because it has great relevance to a lifestyle. Now, who do I have in me? The Holy Spirit. Not just the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. God's character is light. In Him, there is no darkness 
at all. Now turn to Ephesians 4, go down to verse 22. Here's the second thing I want you to write. Number two, I can celebrate because God is at work in your life 24-7. So live like it. Understand that. Change and become like him. Now look what Paul says in verse 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, when you and I became a follower of Christ, we were given, in essence, in a spiritual way, a new set of clothes. We took off our old sin-stained clothes once and for all. And when we get dressed in the morning, we don't start by putting on those old sin-stained clothes, that old lifestyle. We put on our new clothes, the new lifestyle that God is making alive in me. Then look what, how practical that looks in verse 25. Therefore, each of you, every single one of you that's listening to this, including myself, each of you, you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For you are all members of one body. Now when you're angered, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. That's a huge one in our marriages. Don't let the sun go down. Those of you that are married know what happens. If you go to bed angry, the next morning you get up and everything is perfectly fine. Maybe not. Does it get better or worse? Tell me. It always gets worse. And yet, sometimes we just do what? Well, then I'm not going to give in. It's going to get worse. Some of you say, Pastor Mark, I always obey that. I haven't been to bed for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Don't raise your hand. We don't even want to talk about that. Now, it's funny in a way. But why does the scripture say to do that? Look at the next verse. If I have anger and it's not resolved, what happens? I'm giving the devil a foothold. That's all he's looking for. He's roaring around looking for it. And actually, after you and I as Christians, what's Satan's number one thing to try to destroy? Marriages. Why? Because marriage is the foundation of our world. How's he doing? He's doing very well, isn't he? But see, we need to obey this. Verse 28. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his hands that he might have something to share with those in need. Now, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, by the way, who lives inside of you, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So get rid of bitterness and rage and anger and brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. That's the negative. Look at the positive. 
and be kind. Love is kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And look at Ephesians 5.1. Follow God's example in everything you do. You see, if I'm a growing Christ follower, I'm committed to that. I'm going to be more like Christ. I'm going to have the character of Christ. I'm going to be, what was Christ? He was love. God is love. Love is a verb. It's going to show itself in practical ways. Now, some of us, when we read that, say, Pastor Mark, are you kidding? I can't do that. Well, yes, you can. God never asks us to do something that he won't help us accomplish. Well, how do I know I can be that kind of person that takes out that old me, that old sin nature that we talked about this weekend? How how can I be that person that takes off that old nature and just simply obey the Holy Spirit? Right here. Paul tells us in Philippians 2.13, look what he says. For God is working in you. By the way, how far is he working remotely from, from some off place? No, he lives in me. He's at work in me, giving you. The desire to obey him. I don't want to forgive. I want to be angry. I want to pay back. I want to take that from work. They don't pay me enough. This evens the case. No, no. God gives me the desire, but it takes more than desire. He also gives me the what? The power to do what pleases him. Now, You and I don't like that verse in some ways, because when I look at that verse, Philippians 2.13, what do I do with my excuses? There are none. I have no excuse now. Well, uh, no, God's giving me the desire to obey, and God gives me the power to accomplish it. There's There's no room for any excuses. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's no room for any excuses. So when God challenges to be like him, I can celebrate because he's living in my life and he's at work and I just need to simply live by it. Celebrate. God has given you a new nature, a new set of clothes. Spiritually wear them as you become more like him. Walk the talk. True belief in conversion simply leads to a changed behavior and a lifestyle. You're a new person. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Live like it. That's why I can celebrate. Number three, celebrate. Now, this is going to be another one of those oxymorons. Celebrate. God has arranged testing and trials to make you more like Jesus. Could I hear lots of amens right there? Yeah, you don't mean it at all. Now, Pastor Mark, keep trying. It doesn't matter. Today, Pastor Mark taught about being committed to God. He talked about what to do and what not to do. You heard about the word if, how it matters in your decision to follow Jesus or not. Pastor Mark talked about the oxymorons that are found in Christianity. He taught about what it means to lose your life to save your life and about the celebrations in Christianity. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Five C's. You'll hear him continue to unpack the five C's and what they mean for the Christ follower. He'll be talking about celebration from a biblical viewpoint and what it is you should be rejoicing about. You'll be reminded about the importance of marriage to not only the church, but to society as a whole. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series called Five Seeds. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a herd